If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth with our amazing mentor, Robert Allen. Thank you so much for coming today. Hey, it's great to be here. I love to share information with especially beginners because they're coming into the world of real estate investing and never, never having done it before. It's like a totally new vocabulary and totally new world, lots of risks. And when you enlighten yourself with just a little bit of information, then go deeper, deeper so you can really make sure you're not going to make you know serious mistakes. Uh, this is the beginning for a lot of people. This, this, these podcasts, which are my gift to you, I've helped millions and millions of people in my career. And now it's your turn. And thank you so much for being our mentor on real estate, especially creative real estate, not any type of real estate. Uh, so one of the first questions that we got on social media was that if we needed to have a real estate license to start investing into real estate, what are your opinions on that? Let's just separate the two ways of buying real estate into two worlds. There's the real estate professional realtor world, and they are professionals who deal with people who buy homes mostly for renting or for living in them, not rentals. They're not really tuned to investors like we are. But um, 13% of all the properties that were sold last year were investor oriented and in some cities was high as 25 and 30% of all properties that were purchased. We're competing with first time homeowners in these investors. So most of the time they're gonna go to a real estate agent who is prepared to do that. But the, the bad part about that is they are usually not attuned to the real estate mindset. And you'll ask all the realtors how many of them own real estate and you know maybe one in 10 owns an investment property, not their own home. This is the whole, this is where people most mostly think the whole game is played. And this is a professional, traditional real estate game. They don't like nothing down investors like me. They don't like creative real estate people like me because they they want a strong buyer with lots of cash, lots of credit, lots of cash flow, lots of collateral. That's what they're looking for because it's easier for them to do it. They don't have to negotiate any different. It's just like write me a check, pay the cash, give me the down payment, offer go, let's buy the next one, right? So we we slow them down. We make them not happy. And so... You don't want to go into a real estate office and say, hi, I've just watched one of Robert Allen's podcasts. <laughs> and uh, he says you can buy property with nothing down. Show me one of those. <laughs> Creative real estate means creating real estate bargains. You've got to create them. You've got to see them as a way of as an opportunity to figure out how to profit from them. So that's, that's probably 90% of the game right there. Most real estate agents represent the vast majority of all sales. There is a smaller group called the for sale by owner, and they represent people who are just owners of property who want to sell and they don't want to pay the commission. The commission is going to be usually 6%. Some states can be 7%. But now we've got a lot of people competing and they're out there saying you can get in for 1% or 3% or, you know, lots of different services that get provided. When the market is hot, these kinds of real estate companies pop up because they know it's easy to sell a property that doesn't require 6%. They don't have to advertise, it's just 
pretty much you know one and done. But as the market softens and those all those companies will go out of business, and then we'll be back to traditional real estate. It'll be six percent because it's hard. You know, it's hard to sell. It's slow to sell. It's hard to sell during a buyer's market, right? So, so which would I prefer to buy from? Obviously, I want to talk to the for sale owner, but there are much much smaller numbers of those. Uh, they're going to advertise in a rather unprofessional way. They'll put a sign in their yard, you know, so you've got to be driving around to kind of look for those. Uh, you, you might see some advertising, but usually we used to be able to advertise in the newspapers where it was really, that's where everybody advertised and you buy a classified ad. You still do that, but it's just very few people look at it that way any longer. It's usually online somewhere. And usually people go to real estate companies. You know, that's they're, they're the ones that are advertising. They're spreading their names all over the billboards. And so that's why the average person who really doesn't understand the game will go, I guess that's the way we do it. I'll just have to call that guy, call that girl. Now, the disadvantage is that seller is going to be less creative. And therefore, you want to look for somebody who is a real estate owner of rental property. So they understand what you're, the game you're trying to play. And therefore, sift through the 90% of the, of the agents who are, who are not into that, you know, into your mindset and find the most successful one of those. You know, they're probably going to be competing with you because as soon as a property comes on the market, they're going to look at it. Is this one I want to add to my portfolio? <laughs> Maybe they're all tapped out now and uh, they, you know, they're, they'd like to make a commission because they want some cash rather than buying a property that takes their cash. And that uh, gives them, some, you know, some down payment, some fix up. You know, maybe they're just tapped out. They, you know, so, okay, I'll make a commission on this one. And then, and then you have them looking for you. Now, obviously, if they're really good at finding your deals, then you want to pay full 6% commission, you know. I would always recommend, and I've mentioned this on another podcast, you always get a wholesale commission. You just tell the seller, or tell the realtor, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't want to pay 6%. Would you take 5%? And that's really takes guts to ask that question. It's really very, especially you've learned to like them after a while. <laughs> Just do this up front. So you really clear the air from the very beginning. I'm an investor. I like to save money. I like to save money wherever I can. I don't want to pay 6%. I, I be, well, you'd be willing to take five. If they say no, then you say, thank you. And then don't ever talk to them again. Go find another realtor. That's the same question. Now, when it comes to saving money, though, I wonder if you can be your own realtor, though. If you no, want to have your own, no, no. well, yeah, that's the second part of our discussion. The okay. first part is I'm dealing with an agent. Now, do I want to get my own license? Well, they have codes of ethics that require you to disclose every offer you make, plus a lot of other constricting rules, you know, disclosures and and things of that nature. And so, for that very reason. Having been an agent myself for several years and then bought a lot of real estate as an agent, going to my broker and negotiating with my broker, a lower commission for me since I was a very successful agent in his brokerage. Then if I, I, I was able to pay my commissions. But after a while, you know, you find a deal, you do all the work, you find it, you negotiate it, and then you got to pay some money to your broker on top of that. Uh, as part of the down payment, it's money out of your pocket, right? That's right. So... That's a downside. The upside would be you'd get access to their listings when they become available immediately. And therefore, you can use the multiple listing service. You can research everything you want. You don't need anybody's permission. You now belong to the MLS, the realtor you know, thing for your county, for your city. Right. And therefore, you have access to all that information. Maybe there's a good deal in there. Maybe it'd be worth paying 
two or three percent of the of the cost of that property is going to go to your broker. Should you eventually be your own broker, you could do that. Therefore, you still have to pay a commission to whoever the listing person is, unless you listed it. If you listed it and you sold it, <laughs> you're paying it. <laughs> your, yeah, your your cost would be zero. That's right. Uh, and to see that the seller is expecting to pay you a commission, and, and therefore, if the seller uh, if you list it with a the seller, then you'd, you'd make a commission for yourself, that which would be nice. But if you buy it, hmm, could I apply the commission towards the down payment? Yeah, yes, you could probably do that. I, for me, I, it was just too complicated. It's just like, you know, I just don't want somebody to tell me what to do. You know, it's just worth of me to go buy property so I can buy, I can buy a, uh, a for sale owner and I didn't have to pay my broker any money for that. I can buy anything that was listed. And uh, so I dropped my license after about two years. Oh, wow. And that was my decision. There are positives and negatives. And uh, if you really, you know, are, you're down to the penny, you know, in terms of money you need for a down payment, you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons. Would I recommend that a person do it? Uh, once again, it's your own decision whether you want to do that. I liked it for at first because it was a training ground for me. You know, I bought a couple of properties that were listed for, from a broker. And the broker, I liked that broker so much that I went to work for him. Oh. You know, he'd show me a couple of properties. I liked them. I bought them, paid him a commission. And I says, Paul, got a space for somebody else? You know, Paul did. And I made some serious money as a result of that relationship. And I did have to pay some commissions. But bottom line, it was a good training ground. It was good. And so the, I'm just the caveat I'm telling you here is that the real estate world is traditional and not creative. They are actually don't like creativity. Generally speaking, I am sure there is a certain percentage of the realtors would be offended by what I just said. <laughs> but generally speaking, it's people who are in the residential space. They're not in the investment space. And therefore, just, just be ready for that. If you, if you join a company, join a brokerage, get your license so you could use part of your commission towards towards the, the purchase price. Yeah, that's that, that could work for you. Yeah, and from what I'm hearing, uh, if somebody out there um, from our audience is thinking about getting their real estate license, that's a really good investment because then again, knowledge is always yeah, good. Right. Uh, and let's say that you had no idea how to do anything about real estate before, um, that could be a really good training. That's yeah. for sure. It's not the only way, that's for sure. Cause like we also have our yeah. amazing podcasts with Robert Allen where we can learn more about well, Yes, you'll learn from me and you go deep. <laughs> There's lots of opportunities we have for going that's deeper. Right and teaching you the real wealthy mindset, not the real estate traditional mindset. Mm -hmm. But but the bottom line is, if you want to learn that way, you, you certainly can learn it as long as you have the caveat that you're gonna enter a world where they are not, they don't think the way you think, generally speaking. And they're gonna tell you what, what I'm teaching you, it doesn't work. And I'm telling you, it does. It's not easy. You can always find a highly motivated seller. You can always find a bargain. Send me to any city, take one of my wallet, give me a $100 bill, and in 72 hours, I'll buy an excellent piece of real estate using none of my own money. Yes, you can do that. You can find properties. So uh, the realtor, I get the question about realtors a lot. You know, should I get a license? Now, there are some states where if you buy or sell more than, and it varies from state to state, but I'm going to make this number up. It's like seven. If you buy and sell more than seven properties, in a, or five or 10 or whatever it is, that that you are required by that the municipality to have a license because you're representing that you're you're a professional. Mm -hmm. 
about the disadvantages of every time you write an offer to buy a property on your behalf, you have to write in the, this is Robert Allen, a licensed real estate agent with XYZ real estate company. You have to say it up so front. So you have to be associated to a certain company. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, wow. Some some broker uh, that you put your license with that brokerage. So the, the disadvantage for me is I felt, you know, I can negotiate better if the seller doesn't really know that I'm a professional real estate salesperson because they get calls from lots of those people and they don't like it. They don't like to have calls all the time to find out if their property is expired on the listing or if it's available for sale. They already have a bad feeling for it. Oh, they people. already do. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they have a bad feeling about that. Uh, unless they need that person. If they need the realtor, they all have a very positive experience. <laughs> but it's just kind of like getting junk mail, you know? Uh, after a while, some of the junk mail you absolutely need, and you're going, thank God this showed up in my mailbox, you know? <laughs> and then the 99% of the other pieces of mail, you go, well, I wish people wouldn't send me this mail. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what realtors do, and that's what they're supposed to do. They find the listings, they find the salespeople, or the, the, the properties for sale. That's just what they do. Realtors, they can be your biggest enemy, or the biggest enemy, and they can be your biggest friend. So when you have a real winner realtor, yeah, you want to take care of them. You want to say, find me these deals, I'm going to cut you in. You know, you're going to get your commission. I'm never going to give you a commission deck to me. And that's where a lot of people will wait to the closing. That's, that's nasty. That's unethical for you to wait till a closing and go, I, I see your commission is $18,000 there. I, I would close this deal if you could make it $15,000. Yeah, I, I have it to me. I know what it's like, a commission deck to me. It's unethical. It's not right. After doing all the work. Exactly. Yeah. You do all the work under the expectation that you receive an X, X amount of fee. And at the very end, they cut you out. It happened to me. I know what it's like. Didn't like it. It's one of the reasons why, once again, I didn't want to get involved in the game. And that's why I dropped my license. But there are a few of you that this is going to be a good, a good training ground, and as it was for me until I dropped my license. Yeah. So then again, uh, for all our audience, I would say... Uh, Weigh your options, see if you really want to go and pursue the path of getting a license, or if not, just start learning on auto routes because there's yeah, so many yeah, resources exactly. out there. Like, I remember uh, when I started investing into the game of real estate, I honestly had no idea how to purchase a house. Like, I've never heard of a mortgage ever in my life because <laughs> we don't even use that in my country, you know? Uh -huh. So, I remember talking to my realtor and said, Before I buy a house, I at least want to know, like, the basics of like what real estate is really about. So um, he it was so helpful because he sent me a whole bunch of different videos and trainings and things like mm. that for me to do. And I was not even studying my real estate license for getting my real estate license, but he sent me all the resources that I needed so I could learn the basics. And then when I, it was the time for like going through all the process of getting my property, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was not like, oh, what is this paper? I just and he earned his commission, didn't he? And I did give him his commission because he did a, an amazing job. But at the same time, he also educated me. So um, I feel like there's so many ways for us in young investors to start investing into real estate and learn about real estate yeah. without having to actually have to, uh, yep. a license. So. Yep. And a lot of times people are doing this on a part-time basis, though. And so should you get your real estate license on a part-time basis? You're spending five, 10 hours a week? Probably not. What, what I do is... Well, the main advantage to having a license is you can use some of your commissions toward the down payment, but you still have to come pay off some other commissions <laughs> to your bro. So it kind of wash there. The other advantage is you get access to the information. 
So when I'm out there in the world, I say to the to the brokers, I, I, I'm going to use you, but I need to have access to your MLS. I don't want you to be sitting next to me. I want to I want to look at it, research at midnight. You know, I want to <laughs> I want to do my own research. So they get into trouble. They're not supposed to do it. But I've never had anybody turn me down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, maybe a couple of times. But my real good friends, yeah, Bob, here's my here's my passcode. Here's here's Come my friend. yeah, here it is. You know, sure, sure, you can have a look, because obviously I'm going to reward them for doing for letting me have access to to very privy information. That's right. You can always find a realtor who will do that with you, or who will sit with you and open his computer and show oh, exactly they'll that's right show me the show me the mls mm -hmm. okay you bet and you know that's the cool thing finding creative ways to come up with the deals that you really want so even if you don't have a real estate license that doesn't mean that you cannot have access firsthand of the best properties in your city you just have to get creative and someone out there does have his license Become friends of that person yeah. and have access to the mls there you go yeah there you go. creative and creating wealth then just like that, with creative ways of finding a solution to your investment problems. So That's what creating wealth is all about. Thank you so much, Robert. And then again, such a pleasure to learn uh, about new creative ways in this case.